0: If you uh, have a Bible with you, you might like to turn to the second uh, letter to Timothy, to Timothy. And we're continuing a series together, Church Alive. As a church, we've been looking at the theme of being alive in God, alive in Christ, and uh, the power of the Holy Spirit in our hearts and in our lives. And that's something that we've been looking at from time to time. We've looked at other things. And uh, next week is a, a together service, like a family service. Uh, so, you know, th- that will be something fresh and something different again. But um, this morning we're returning to a theme that we've been looking at together, Church Alive. So 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1, the second book of Timothy chapter 1 and um, verse 1. But it's verse 6 that we're going to look at in particular in a moment or two. And it, it reads like this, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God in keeping with the promise of of life that is in Christ Jesus to Timothy, my dear son. Grace, mercy and peace from God the Father and, and uh, Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve as my ancestors did with a clear conscience as night and day I constantly remember you in all my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded... Um, of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother, Lois, and in your mother, Eunice. And I am persuaded now lives in you also. And then verse 6. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the Spirit of God, for the Spirit God gives us, does not make us timid, but gives us power, love and self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. Join with me in suffering for the the gospel by the power of God. In verse six, he says "Therefore, for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Fan into flame the gift. So um, this morning we're going to take the theme of keep your heart hot. How can we keep our hearts hot? How can we do, as Timothy said, is to fan into flame the gift of God in and through our hearts and our our lives. And uh, we've just read uh, 2 Timothy 1, 6, I've just um, entered the world of the chimneyer. I've caught up with everybody else after, you know, you know. Maybe you've only just entered the world of Facebook, perhaps social media. I know some people that have only just done that. Maybe. Uh, well, I've just entered the world of the chimneyer. That isn't my chimneyer, but I've got one just like that. And um, the other day, we, we uh, you know, on Father's Day, I had this lovely gift to my girls, and this is I got one similar to the one that you'll see in the photo there, and. Uh, and Helen and I, you know, it was one, we did have a, a warm, warm evening. We had one warm evening. I can't remember when now, but we did. And on this particular evening, I mean, I don't have a clue of how to set these things up. I mean, you just say you put some wood in there and just set it on fire and there it goes. But I've been told there's an art to the chimney and uh, to, keep it, to keep it burning. So anyway, my, my, wife, my wife, Helen, um, I won't say she commandeered. But put it this way, I didn't have a word to say on this subject. And so what she did was uh, she got some paper and um, we were told to use a few little, little fire lighters as well. And I suggested that we should use little bits rather than the big hunks, chunks that Helen broke off and put in there and put in some paper. And then quite a lot of wood. I suggested maybe just a few less pieces of wood uh, the kindling for the fire, but yeah, Helen put a bit more. And anyway, lit this thing, and it went. Woof. Not quite like that, but it, it sounds good, doesn't it? Um, but it did. It did burn. Like the the. This is why I chose this photo. I, I looked at it. It did burn, and it was sort of near our next door. Well, not in our next door neighbour's garden, but it was over this side of our patio and our next door neighbor's only over there and uh, it started to flame and then flames started coming out the chimney and they were this high <laughs> maybe not quite that high you know, it was this big maybe they were about that high but they i was panicking i was panicking but it soon died down after 10 minutes of panic with flames this high like a big beacon and uh, and then through, and then throughout the rest of the Early evening, we had to put some every now and again. It soon burnt up, put it that way, and put some more um, bits of wood, some more kindling on the thing. And uh, and uh, so I thought, God, this is going to be going to be hard work. It's soon gone out. That's soon gone out. That's soon burnt up. You have to keep getting up every now and again and putting a little bit of wood on to keep it nice, and uh, otherwise it it goes out. So my lovely Helen had a great idea, and uh, while I popped out to make a make a coffee or whatever it was threw on quite a lot of extra wood. Not little bits, but... Because we sent, we sent a, I think, uh, an eye message to, to, to my, um, my Leanne, and, and I think Jordan probably got it and thought, it was probably about 12 o'clock at night, and this thing was still burning, as there was so much wood. I think huge chunks of the stuff. It was getting hotter and hotter and hotter. And, and I think those guys said, well, what on earth have you done to keep it burning that long? But um, great fun, our chiminea, which we've only had one evening, I think, so far, and the rest of the time, it sort of rains there on since then. But, um, you know, uh, a chimney soon goes out, although it didn't, not in our house, it didn't, because we put so much, Helen put so much water in it, it stayed, stayed burning for hours and hours and hours, but a chimney will soon go out, if you, if you don't tend, we've, we've discovered, that we took a, a, a quick fix by stacking it full, but if you don't, every, you know, 15 or 20 minutes or so, just add a little bit of kindling and stir it again to keep it just going nice. Now we realize you keep it on a low burn and you add a little bit of kindling every now and again just to keep it on a low burn. I've discovered that now rather than a big raging fire and it all burns out. Uh, but just keep it, come back every 15 minutes or so, whatever it is, a little bit of wood, etc. etc. Some of you purists out there who have been, you know, on the, the, the club of the chimney. You've been in the chimney club for a few years now. You know how to do it probably better than me. But, um, you know, to keep the fire, you, you've got to come back. A man called C.H. Spurgeon, great Baptist pastor and speaker, preacher said this, the fire needs stirring every now and then. It's apt to die out if it's not stirred. Talking about the fire of our hearts. Great, great Baptist preacher Spurgeon said, the fire the fire needs stirring every now and then. It's apt to die out if it's not stirred. The fire of the heart, the fire of faith. He was referring to our hearts for God, the heart of faith, our desire for the Lord Jesus Christ. The fire needs stirring every now and then. It's apt to die out if it's not stirred. And so Paul, in the letter that he wrote to a man called Timothy, Timothy was a, a younger leader in the church. He was feeling pressurized, Um, opposed, pressured. Um, It felt probably like giving up the way that Paul is encouraging him to not let the fire of faith go out, not let the fire of leadership that you received when we prayed over you. Don't let it go out. Don't don't let it get you down, Timothy. Stir yourself up again, you know, with fresh hope and vigour. Timothy was a man in this letter who was under pressure. And so Paul says to Timothy, fan into flame the gift. In other words, rekindle The translation literally means there in 2 Timothy 1 verse 6, rekindle your faith, rekindle your gift, rekindle the inner passion. Rekindle it, stir it up, it's it's translated fan into flame. The word rekindle, the way it's translated in the NIV, fan into flame, in the literal translation literally means this, again, life burn. If you look at the literal word, the word is anazapuro, and it literally means, again, life, burn. It's where we get the word. The The NIV then translates that, fan into flame. Again, life, burn. In other words, again, stir up life so that you may burn. And it's where this translation then comes, fan into flame. The idea is there of embers, the fire and the embers, and as you... Either blow on the embers. Have you ever seen, you know, Bear Grylls on on whatever it's on, catch up TV, bushcraft, survival skills? I was watching something, and Bear, it, it seemed like hard work. Bear Grylls was doing this thing of making fire, and he was out there. And, and this is Bear Grylls, who is an expert, uh, former SAS special services survival training specialist, <laughs> and he was breaking into a major sweat. And I thought, this is hard work. And he was using one of these bow-type things to, to get a stick to make it, to make it burn. And he, he said, it's going to go in a minute. And he was going there for about two minutes. I thought, if Bear Grylls can't do this, nobody can. And then eventually, he, he gets a, a spark on a little bit of, it looked like a bit of grass, but it was some sort of, he, it, he called it kindling. And there was just these faint little um, embers. And he began to blow on them. <laughs> so it was red in the face. And then uh, the thing goes up in flames. And that's the picture there, is to like, when we've just got embers of of faith, is to stir us up, to fan into flame, uh, to reignite our hope, our trust, our relationship, our passion, our love for the Lord Jesus Christ and the gifts that he has within our hearts and lives. So the idea there is of a rekindling of fire, a man, um, uh, one Bible commentator said this the original word used denotes the kindling of a fire by a bellows, where you would actually go and put air into the, the embers and then they grow uh, brighter and brighter and then add some kindling so that it fires again. It's interesting that in the Old Testament, um, the word for the Holy Spirit is ruach, which means breath or wind or fire, the breath of God. The Spirit in the Old Testament was referred to as the breath of God. Jesus says, likens the Spirit to blowing where the wind wills. In John chapter 3, he speaks to a man called Nicodemus and says, the wind blows where he wills. It's the Spirit will blow like the wind. And there's something about the Holy Spirit blowing into the very heart and depth of my mind, my heart and my emotions again, so that I can reignite that sense of hope Passion, love, and relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. People speak about, um, you know, rekindling their, their, their marriage vows or their marriage relationship. And there's something about stirring again our heart and love uh, for the Lord Jesus Christ and our relationship with the living God. Now, a man called Kenneth West, who is a, a Greek commentator, a, a man called Kenneth West, who is a, a Greek commentator, said, said this, he said um, that we're to, the way that the translation is made there, fan into flame, the way the translation is there, it means keep constantly blazing. Keep constantly blazing. That's the way that it is written there. Keep constantly blazing. And so the way that it's written when it says fan into flame, it's written in what's called the continuous tense. So, when Paul says to Timothy, stir up the embers, fan into flame, it's written in a tense that says, This is ongoing. This is to be continuous. You might not get it from the way it's written there, but it's similar to when Paul says in the letter to the Ephesians, Be filled with the Spirit. It's written in a style and a tense that says, Be continually filled. When Paul says, writing again, Paul writing now to this man Timothy, when he says fan into flame, it's written in a a tense that means continual. And so he's saying, continually be filled, stirred by the Spirit, so that you'll be fanned into a continual flame. So it's not a, a hot fix, it's a continuous fanning. It's not a flash in the pan, it's a continuous flame. It's not like a rocket that goes up and then comes down, but that we continually walk and rise with God. It's a continuous fanning into flame. So, what are the fire extinguishers? Paul encourages So, it's so easy to, so to, uh, it's, it, it's the fact that Paul is writing this and saying this to Timothy, it, it's it's easy. It's part of life that we can the fire can go out, or we can get quenched. The fire can be extinguished. Uh, we can get used to things. People say we grow cold. Sometimes when, when they speak of a, of a relationship, they've grown cold towards me. And uh, the, the the fire, or sometimes we speak about passion in life, it can grow cold. And so too, in our relationship, in our faith, we can grow cold, and life and circumstance, can things can come our way. So I, I just want to look at, Briefly, this, this is not a definitive list. you may find many others. But there are three f- fire extinguishers. One of the things that can um, affect our life is busyness. You know, busyness can affect our lives uh, in, in such a way that we can be so full of stuff and full of things to do. Our lives can be so filled today of so much stuff and so many things to do. It's called busyness. I, I speak to so many people, and um, everyone I talk to, whether you've, you know, you've been retired a number of years, you're 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 working somewhere, you're you're in you're in transition, and you're looking for a job. Yeah. Everyone I speak to today, the, our lives are so full of stuff, so full of um, things to do. We can be so incredibly busy. Now you, you, you can say to me, "Tell me about it." You don't know what's going on in my life, and you're right. I don't. But I can say this: I know what's going on in my life, and I I would say, and in my own life, I'm going to say that busyness, stuff to do, my life full, so full of stuff, um, it, it, it can just take up my entire life. It, it can, it can, it can, it can just take up everything. It can like starve my sense of uh, my, the oxygen of, of the presence of God um, in my heart and life. Business, And uh, we're going to pray about that in a moment or two, because you could say, you don't know what it's like for me at work, Adrian. You don't know what it's like with my manager. You don't know now, the, now that we, we're shorter staffed, I've got to do even more work. Most people I speak to are saying that because of cuts, I'm doing the work of about two or three others, and you don't know that I have to do this. And you don't know I have to do that. And if you then say we've got to do this in church or that, uh, you, don't, you don't know what life is like. And so you're right. I don't know. But we can, we can, we can pray about it together. But uh, I do say that uh, the, the age in which we live, busyness is. And, and so I, I now meet people that say, I need a week off church. I need a week off church because I'm just worn out. And yet, and yet being together like this now should be a place where we can be filled afresh. Being together like this now should be a place where we can just open up our hearts and lives to the Holy Spirit. Um, busyness, busyness takes me away from God's presence. Busyness takes me away from God's presence. I find in my own life when I'm busy doing things for God even, and doing, st- I mean, I, I work in church life and with lots of Christian people and community, and I'm, I, can, I can do lots of stuff, but the busyness of that type of stuff can actually take me away from who it's really all about, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And so doing lots of stuff and doing lots of things and having a, a full calendar and a full list can take me away from God's presence. So it's finding space in the midst of business. Because it's not a case of saying, well, I'm just going to chuck all that and I'm going to go and live uh, in a teepee, you know, uh, in in the highlands of Scotland somewhere where there's nobody. Uh, You might want to go and do that. It's not what I would want to do. But, you know, uh, that's not practical, perhaps. But uh, it's finding, it's perhaps finding space and finding a place with God In the midst, and and that's what I've had to find uh, in the midst of my own life. And um, so busyness is an extinguisher. Second uh, second thing that can extinguish uh, and put out the flame, and we have to be aware of, and you're probably aware of it, disappointment. The second thing, as I said, it's not a definitive list. I have found over the years so many disappointed people, Christians and non-Christians, disappointed. Their hopes had been so high. You know, I'd hope that this would happen in my life. I hope that the job would have turned out to be this. I hope that the person that I loved would be like that. I only hope that the circumstance. I only hope that the plan that I had would turn out like this. You know, I only hope that the person I trusted in they let me down, and now this has happened. You know, I've let myself down. I've let you down. Disappointed. I've, I've meet. Uh, you know, uh, so many people. And that's part of life. I, I understand that. And that, that, life, that life has its disappointments. But I, I, it's, it's dangerous if the disappointments can get hold of my life. Hurts hurt the heart. Hurts ho- hurt the heart. And they, it, it can close our hearts. If we close our hearts... Uh, uh, a wood burner, if, if ever you've had a wood burner, a wood burner, you know, people are all the rage these days is um, getting hold of a wood burner, placing it in your house, you know, where, where the fireplace used to be. A good wood burner has vents in it that you can open up the vents and you can cause the air to come in, it gets, and then the fire burns. Opening, an opening, an opening for oxygen. And when our hearts are hurt, we close down. I close down. I don't know about you, maybe you don't, but I know I do. And when my heart gets hurt, I close down. And if you close up, not only do we close ourselves from the hurt, which which is understandable because we want to protect my heart, but we can also close ourselves from the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of God. And it's as if you close the vent. We can close the vent of our minds, our emotions, and our hearts. So just be aware. And uh, I know in my own life as a Christian and as a leader in church life, over the years, there's been some major disappointment. I felt that I've been a major disappointment to people at times. I felt over the years, I felt at times life, church, and circumstance has been, to me, disappointing moments. You've you probably got your own. And I've had to come, and through my hurt, bring that to God so that I can stay open. Stay open. Stay open to other people. That not every person in this world is a bad person. There's a lot of good in this world. Humanity is good as well as humanity can be bad. But God is also amazingly good. And if I can stay open, Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, Father God, I'm going to stay open to you. And I find if I can begin to open my heart, I can find healing for my hurts. And I find an opening to the Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes into my heart and life, the flame will burn. Again, but just be aware, disappointment hurts. Disappointment hurts, and it closes our hearts. And the final one can be extinguishing is apathy. Again, it's not a. I, I bring a whole thing list of things together in Luke. Uh, in sorry, in Revelation three sixteen, it's uh, Jesus speaks to a church that says you're neither hot nor cold, you're lukewarm. He says, "I spew you out. You're out neither hot nor cold." He's speaking to a church. It's a church of Laodicea. And he says, you're neither hot nor cold, you're lukewarm. He's speaking about apathy there. We think we're okay, but we're not really too bothered. And um, familiarity is a major root for apathy. To become spiritually apathetic, uh, we don't even can realise it. We don't realise when we just become familiar. Familiarity, it becomes... This is the seat that I sit in. These are the songs that we sing. This is the message that we're going to hear. This is the church that I go to. I believe in God, and we still believe. Of course we do. We've not chucked it all away, but it's a sense that it becomes familiar. I mean, it's good to just be aware and have that sense of it's familiar, but when it becomes a familiarity, that's the danger, because it leads to apathy. There's a saying, isn't there, Uh, familiarity breeds contempt interesting one. It's it's not, not necessarily a Christian saying or a biblical saying, but it's from life, an observation of life. Familiarity can breed contempt in any form and sense of life. But familiarity, I believe, can breed spiritual apathy and it can extinguish the fire of God's love and presence in our hearts and in our lives. And just to be aware of that. So, Finally, as we come into a conclusion in a moment or two, how can we fan the flame then? So we can see what Paul said. You know, the fires of our relationship of faith need a sense of being stoked up, be rekindled. We've looked briefly at some areas that can extinguish or quench the flame of faith in our hearts and in our lights. How then can we come alive? This idea of being alive to the Holy Spirit, alive to God, aware when we're alive, we have an awareness, an immediate awareness. When we speak about being alive to God, coming on fire, there's this awareness. It's an immediate awareness. I know that God is here. I know that God loves me. I feel that. I'm aware now. It's not that it's just notional. I know. I sort of have experienced it once, and I sort of know for the future. Aliveness means I'm aware right now. I feel. I am, I'm aware. I know. That's what it means to come alive. And so how can we then come alive, fan the flame? Just a couple of things, three simple things that we um, can do. Again, not a definitive list. So I said earlier, one of the main things is, uh, is uh, firstly is to open our heart. The first thing that you and I can do is keep our heart hearts open. As I said, a wood burner has vents. The more that you open those vents, the more that you, it, the air is sucked in and goes up the flue and the fire. You, you, you will see when you open the vents on a wood burner, the flames really do rise. If you want to get the flames to go down a bit so you can conserve... The fuel, the the, the coal or or the wood on the fire, you close the vents a little bit and the flame will go down. There's less air, less oxygen coming in. So there's this power of being open. You know, that's easier said than done when you're hurt. Oh, just open your heart to Jesus. Open your heart to the Holy Spirit when you're worried sick about what the doctor has said to you. But that's what we're encouraged to do is open Open our hearts and our lives. Great song. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see Jesus. Written for that very reason let's be open. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see Jesus. You know, our hearts uh, need to be cleared to be open. You can't rekindle a fire with yesterday's ash. You cannot rekindle a fire where there's yesterday's ash. So it might be that we need to open up. Maybe there's somebody to forgive. I don't say that lightly. Yesterday's ash. Maybe there's someone or something or circumstance to someone to let go of or circumstance to let go of to forgive. That's how you can open. Maybe there's something to put down. Maybe there's something to just let go of. I don't know. Only you will know. But where we open, we open our hands, we open our hearts, we let go and let God. You can't rekindle a fire with yesterday's ash. You know, you know. we may have known a time when we were burning on fire for God, but circumstances come. Things have got us down. Our hearts have got hurt. There's ash, as it were. And it can fill. You can fill the fire. You can fill the, 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 the boiler room. You can fill the fire grate with ash. But we come and we forgive, we let go, we open up, we trust God. So open our hearts to God. It's to say, I'm opening my heart to you, Lord. Second thing that we can do is add some kindling to the fire. When we open up our hearts, when we're open to God, when we forgive and let, uh, forgive and let go, when we release, when we open our hearts and say, Holy Spirit, we're open to you. The second thing that we can do is put some kindling on the fire, as it were. Put some kindling on the fire. I have found in my own heart and life, you know, as we discovered with our chimney, you need to put some wood. Got these little bits of wood that you just put on and to keep the fire uh, burning. And I have found in my own life that I have had to come back. I've had to clean, open up my heart. I've had to forgive. I've had to open my heart in pain and uh, sometimes through, through the tears at certain circumstance and through not even seeing maybe God in, at that moment. And then I've also had to come as I've opened and cleaned the ash to put some fresh kindling on the fire, lay my life on the altar, lay my heart and say, God, this is my life. Take it afresh. This is my, these are my plans. Take them afresh. This is my heart's desire. Take me afresh. I've also found that one of, the, one of the, the most amazing ways, it's such a simple thing, an amazing thing to do has been the Word of God. You heard Steve uh, this morning as we were worshipping, um, sharing the Word of God and speaking about the truth of the Word of God. I have found that the, the Word of God, I have embraced over the last couple of years afresh. The uh, Version Bible app, I talk about this a lot, but I've, I've embraced the Version Bible app for the, a daily reading. I embraced it afresh a couple of years ago. I just come to God, pray to and I have found that the, because I tend to do my daily readings on a tablet or a smartphone. And um, it comes up, and for me, I have found that has been my fresh kindling as I've come with my sort of a 15-minute or 20-minute reading as I've opened my heart. I can't, every day it comes up, there's a little prompt that says, your reading today is awaiting you, Adrian, or whatever it is. And um, I I read that, and as I open my heart and say, Holy Spirit, I welcome you today at some point in the day or the evening or the next day if I've got a bit of catch-up to do sometimes, I find that that's like kindling. It's like kindling to my heart and life. It's so simple. It's amazing. We had uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, an amazing guy came and shared his living testimony, a guy called Swanee, Graham Swan. And he said, the word of God does not return void. And he was talking about his heart and life, God's word in his heart. Then in the evening, we had uh, some guys from Prodigal Ministries. You may have been may not been with us in the evening, but a couple of guys from Teen Challenge, five or six guys from Teen Challenge actually came and shared. And they all talked about the word of God not returning void in their hearts. The word of God in their hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit, and I find, uh, I know I was speaking to somebody who has. Um, I'm not going to say who that person was, but somebody was telling me that every day a particular word, uh, is from the U version, and the, in the U version there's a there's the verse for the day, there's the verse for the day, and this person is saying to me every day there's a verse for the day, and that verse has spoken to me through a certain period of time, and it's been spot on every day. It's kindling for the fire. You've got to put some kindling on the fire, your life, our hearts. And finally, we've got to be open to the wind of the Holy Spirit, the breath of God, the Ruach. And so as I put some kindling on the fire, I say, Holy Spirit, have my life. It's so easy. It's that, it's as simple as that. Holy Spirit, just have my life today. I was speaking to um, somebody uh, who had uh, just come back from a a particular conference, and we were just talking. This is a few years ago, actually, and we were talking about uh, the fire of God in our hearts, and how and how you get passion and restore your passion. And uh, this was a couple of years ago, as I was entering a a sort of, I suppose, like a fresh, I had a fresh revelation of of the Holy Spirit and uh, the. God kindling my heart. And this person, I've just come back from a conference and we're telling them about this, that, and the other. And I said, you know what? I've had, a, I've had an amazing experience of the Holy Spirit just burning in my heart again and the Word of God. And um, we shared afresh. Being open to the Holy Spirit in our hearts and lives. The Ruach is the breath of God. So God calls us to continually, to fan." into flame. In other words, this is a continual thing of opening our hearts, putting kindling on our fire and opening our lives to the person of the holy spirit. And so every day, every day, every when we first embarked upon this series uh, a few months ago, the very first thing that I said was you know, being a christian means that we are Miraculous. It's miraculous. It's spiritually powerful, alive. And we shared upon this verse. It's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. And I was saying it's not a Pentecostal thing. It's not an American thing. It's not a charismatic thing. It's because we are Christians. We're alive because of the spirit. It's a Christian thing to have the spirit in our lives. And to be on fire in the power of the Spirit. It's not a denominational thing. If you read the New Testament, you find that the Spirit of God is for everyone and in everyone. And wants to be on fire in everyone and through everyone. And so this morning, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by His Spirit, says the Lord. And He wants us to open up our hearts. Be open to His Word. Be open to the Holy Spirit. And give our lives to Him afresh. And it's a simple that. Shall we pray? We're going to worship together and just respond in our hearts. So I encourage you this morning, if you're finding that it's busy, at times we feel disappointed, maybe it's just become like automatic, a bit autopilot, then this morning, come to God afresh. Open up your heart. Open your life to his word. My prayer was, Jesus, let the words that I read jump out the page to me afresh. They do. They have for the past two years. I'm on a new journey. I've been a Christian 30 years. It's a long time, isn't it? 30 years I've been a Christian now. I tell you what, in the last two years, the Bible, the Holy Spirit, is jumping out the page more than it's ever done in my whole life. It's more than it's ever done in my life. Just by stirring up the spirit. I have wept. I cry. I only wept this last week as Helen and I prayed about our own lives. You know, we, we, you know, we, we had over even our own lives doctors saying to Helen, you know, you need tests for this and test for that because we're scared about this and scared about that. We got very worried because they said certain things that they probably was or wasn't. But we trust God and open up our hearts. He lights a fire, the fire of his love. God is sure. Lots of people looking for certainty today. God is a father. He's steadfast and true. The Holy Spirit is here. He's alive. He wants to burn in you. He wants to burn in you. Open your heart. Open your life to his word. Say, Holy Spirit, have my life. Breathe afresh in, on, and through me. I tell you what, if you can do that, he'll light a fire in you. Holy Spirit, we love you. It's not by might, nor by power, my strength, my understanding, and my ability, but it's by your Spirit, says God Almighty. Holy Spirit, we say you are welcome to have your way in us. And with us and through us. Have your way in our lives. Have your way in our church. Have your way in my life. I sense this morning for some of us there would be disappointment. We've been upset. We're hurt. I don't belittle that hurt, Lord. I know what it's like to cry. I know what it's like to weep. I know what it's like to be hurt. Your son, Jesus, knows what it's like to be scarred. He knows what it's like to weep. He knows what it's like to be hurt. You identify with us, Jesus but you raise us up into heart and life. So come and heal hearts here this morning, Father God, where there's been disappointment and hurt. Father God, let the fire burn again where it's become a habit, where it's become familiar. It's good, but we just want not just something good. We want the best light a fire again. We want to fan into flame. You calling us to open our hearts, to put some kindling on the fire, to welcome you, Holy Spirit. Let the flame rise of faith, of hope, of trust, of love, of relationship, of grace, of healing, of mercy. Let it rise again in my heart and in our heart's fire. Burn, burn afresh, Spirit of the living God, Holy Spirit. We love you, Lord. Let's stand together, shall we, as we sing? There must be more than this, oh, breath of God, come, breathe. In. And there must be more.